pre-show take two. Yeah. Okay. We were rambling about headphones and stuff, and it was stupid. So we, <laughs> you're never going to get to hear it. You should feel bad. You should feel very good. Okay, so what do we have in front of us, Jeff? It's one of those beers that um, runs up a deer cap. Kevin, you know, Kevin, my brother, buys name like big name beers. He's like a pseudo craft beer drinker. So like Blue Moons is like fave. But he had some Lining Kugel uh, Beer Garden Tart. It's a Berliner Weiss inspired beer. Uh, that's it. Like, doesn't say whether it has watermelon or cucumbers or anything like that in it. I thought maybe it did, but um, just a Lining Kugel's Berliner Weissy thing. I've it, the age is unknown. Mm. It's probably like eight months old. It's um pretty sour, more sour than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of got you're right. a green it, apple type thing going. You're right. It does have a little bit more tartness than you'd expect someone like Lion Kugels would push out to unsuspecting drinkers. But I get kind of a of an apple cidery note, mm-hmm. too. So yeah. I think it's kind of straddling a market there. Yeah, it does have a bit of a cucumber thing to me, but I'm not sure why I, I you know, it doesn't say that. But maybe the green label is like mm-hmm. imprinting itself on me. So how was your trip to Arizona? Well, it was it was good. I had a really good time, uh, but you know, most of my well, I had a good time for what it was. Most of it was indoors and, and you know doing company stuff. But um, you didn't go to Mexico or the Grand Canyon no, or anything this no, time. No, no, I didn't. I mean, in previous trips you oh, yeah. had adventures. You absolutely. Went to, you went to Mexico, and then you went to the Grand Canyon one time. Mm-hmm. Your Mexico trip was more of an adventure, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, me, you know, just tr- trying, you know, go, going for the going for gold, I guess. <laughs> Saying, hey, you know, I want it's right there. It's forty mm-hmm. minutes away. I have to try. Yeah, and um, I did it, and and um, it, you know, it, it was a border town. It's a crappy town. I mean, that, I'm it. I'm sure it's not representative of Mexico as a whole, but it was very kind of sleazy, trying to sell you Viagra and whores and stuff like that. Well, they go together, like peanut butter and jelly. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, you glad. should bend down. They're like, I want the donkey show. Damn it, give me the donkey show. Uh, maybe I thought it was with other people, but I mean, <laughs> it was just me. I didn't want to do anything except for get some you know touristy junk for my parents. And right. So, so this time you are. Just doing mostly work and downtime was just downtime. And... The the most I did was run out to get these beers and that's kind of it. Um, I also went to the Dragoon Brewery, uh, okay, and brew pub. Um, but yeah, did not really do much outside of of work at all. The the last night they rented out a Dave and Buster's for us, so everybody in the company had uh, four hours or so at the Dave and Buster's. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah, I mean, free play for four hours. I'm sure you could find some it, games. It wasn't necessarily free play. They oh. gave us cards with fifteen dollars on them. Oh, really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what's that last fifteen minutes of the four hours? <laughs> well, I mean, it's got to be like it's got to be like three dollars a game now. Ty said it lasted him two hours. So for some people, I mean, it depends on what you do, I guess. I guess. But yeah, for Playing some people, it lasted one. Right? But I, I had like fifty dollars on on a card, so it was easy for me to just. Put it in and, you know, just it added to, to mm-hmm. the bunch of cards I had. And I just was, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it was weird to me that, I mean, I understood that for the, like, the ticket games. 
But for the other games, I thought, why not just let us play for free, just free play, if we're renting out the whole place. That's it. You would figure the video games. But there was a lot, most of the people were congregating at the bar, and, you know, they had, you know, meals and everything there, yeah. too, so. I guess, but you're renting a Dave & Buster's. And they're giving you fifteen bucks. And what does playing like a shooter game cost? It's probably like two or two and a half dollars. What I think, though, honestly, is that most—I mean, like I said—most people were congregating at the bar. You could have gotten cards from enough people that okay. didn't play mm-hmm. to play to your heart's content. Gotcha. Everyone got two free drink tickets, and uh, all the meals were free. And gotcha. It just it's just weird. We were in out Dave and Buster's, yeah, and we gave you ten minutes of free play. <laughs> well, I mean, like, so what it, what had happened is, as in, in in past uh, these events, there's always a party, and but we had held it at a different place, um, and they were able to bring in things like arcade games and okay. uh, all types of stuff like that. But this was held this was held at a different place now, a nice a little bit of a nicer a venue, but harder to I think bring in that kind of stuff. So. It was okay. Let, let's transfer the party then to this place. It has those games and stuff for the people who want to play them. Right. Is more about you know rocking out and having a, a fun party. Rocking out with your crock out. Well, I mean, the company's about half women, so no. No. Oh, okay. Just physically impossible, really. Yes. Well, you could bring one. Get a rooster. <laughs> bring your rooster. Throw it out. So I've been on a on a tear lately about bacteriophages. They're they're like they're so cool. Oh, you know, yeah. This whole weekend, like I didn't really appreciate today was Friday until like this afternoon. <laughs> I was, you know, I could have thrown that on the printer for you and had it for you today, but that's okay. Now that I asked Allie, I can get the uh, the glow in the dark, dark one. one. Uh, so they're like they're they look like these sci-fi tower spiders. There's mm-hmm. but. Man, they're they're cool. They're you know a, a virus that infects only other bacteria, specific bacteria, and there are some you know there there is some stuff going on with using them as uh, as other therapy besides antibiotics. But there are problems with that whole approach. Stuff that I didn't okay. want to get into with like Allie because she wouldn't be concerned with it. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so the, here's here's the thing. So there is there is one type of cycle. That the that this particular bacteriophage or these bacteriophage go in, called the lysis cycle, and that is just it injects its its DNA into uh, the cell. The cell starts to uh, the machinations of the cell start to create the virus parts. It all just floats together and cell bursts. That lysis cycle takes about twenty minutes. But there's another cycle. Lyco- That's it. Twenty minutes. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I figured it'll be like two days. It, yeah, it, 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 this goes fast. But there's also a, a, something called lycogen, a lycogenic cycle. So the virus can stick its DNA into the DNA of the cell, and therefore the cell will keep reproducing with the DNA of the virus in it. And then so, when the conditions are right, it will produce the virus, and then the virus will take over the cell. So instead of hacking the factory to make a bunch of your Xboxes, you're, you're hacking cloning, the factory, cloning fact, hacking the factory to clone factories. To, to clone factories until the point where the conditions are right, and then it will create your Xboxes. And create so many Xboxes that it explodes. <laughs> but, so here's the problem with that, is 
the the genetic material of the virus and the bacteria therefore can change and you know become different right. okay so so therefore the phages are no longer as successful uh at at defeating other viruses other bacteria and in addition remember that the phage is is working under these conditions so to try when, to make when, it when you do this thing to to hack the factory right or to, to you know to get your dna into the bacteria then you're you're basically abandoning the the virus itself right you're kind of going into this uh, symbiotic's not really the right word but you know, it is it, it's something of, of a symbiotic relationship which is part of the problem i'm not an expert by any means in this but from what i've been lead, led to understand it's part of the problem because the virus doesn't gain any utility out of uh, all of its hosts being destroyed so it will for however it knows and there's no necessarily understanding in how the virus is aware of the correct conditions but the virus likes to maintain a, a, a stable population of cells for it to reproduce into mm-hmm. so it's not trying to destroy necessarily all of the the all of the cells right a virus like um ebola mm-hmm. right it's too good at killing cells and it kills its host a lot of the time right so to combat that Ebola also has to be hyper communicable, and it is. It's pretty communicable. Yeah. But if you have a virus that's not very communicable, but is really good at killing cells, it's not going to spread very far. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there there's work into adapting these. But another thing about these is they're so tiny. I mean, you really we talked about how they're smaller than visual light. They're 100 nanometers. It, it it's hard enough to be able to deal with bacteria that are really you know gram negative and incredibly tiny but dealing with viruses mm-hmm. it's it's you know and the, just the mechanics are so interesting they're almost like chemical reactions as opposed to what you think of what you think of when you think of life mm-hmm yeah, you know, it's just proteins that bond, and sure, it reproduces, but it's 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 like the most unromantic life, right? It's <laughs> like you know, like I will replicate DNA. That's all I do. <laughs> it is it is very much like a a um, a biological von Neumann machine. Okay, so von Neumann machines are. Um, the concept is machines that are self-replicating. So von Neumann probes are one way to very quickly probe an entire galaxy. If you have probes that can self-replicate, then within just because they they can go everywhere, you can even though the galaxy is so huge, you can still do it within like a hundred thousand years or something like that. Just because you know the the numbers become so big. So here's something that I heard a long, long time ago. Which is one of the reasons why, sorry, but which is, this is one of the reasons why um, the Fermi paradox is out there because we expect if there's powerful enough life out there, they would do this. They would do this. So we should see probes like this. Maybe those are the viruses. That's Maybe, but, so and, and viruses that's all they're doing there. is just reproducing at this point. Well, so, so this kind of feeds into what I was going to say. 
sometime in school, in a class, I remember a teacher saying, you know, if we looked at the life on Earth, the thing that's the most alien, you know, if something came from Mm -hmm. another place, viruses would be a good candidate just because the way they're put together, the way they operate, it's so different from bacterial life and all the everything that you know single single and multicellular organisms aside from bacteria have so much in common and then bacteria don't i mean since you know you've been geeking out on viruses yeah lately, yeah you know what do you feel about like that kind of statement not not that it came from space but because it's so different that it, it is a significant thought experiment oh well, i mean again it, it's <clears throat> it's it'd be total speculation not even really informed speculation for me to say because this is not something that I really study at all. It's just sort of, you know, the stuff that I've read, which is not on a very high level. But from what I understand, the the uh, relation between life, all all of the stuff that has, you know, that are, that are in the tree of life that we can tell is all related to each other in some way. But we're kind of confused about where viruses fit in. What, did they branch off from life? Was life originally viral and then turned into something else? Is it too... Is, is it not... Are viruses not alive and something different? Is it... I think did, that they're... Did, I think they did life arise twice and viruses is the other branch? You know, that kind of thing. It, it, there, for, for a while, we thought viruses were always very tiny. We found some very large viruses that are even on the scale that, that, that are visible. Uh, you know, an interesting thought, or it's hardly an experiment, an interesting thought I had considering that whole, are viruses alien? They're really good at manipulating terrestrial life. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they came from the, from the stars, you know, it's it's co- very coincidental that they're so good at doing what they do. Not, not having been evolved alongside of bacterial phages, not having a lot evolved beside bacteria. Well, that's, I think the, the immediate objection one person might have is, well, they, you know, viruses have DNA just like, or, or in some cases, RNA, just like life. And it, it, the, and they're so in the same chemicals and stuff. So why shouldn't we think they came from the same source? And the only thing that you could, that I can say to that is, they've been intermingling for so long that perhaps it's just a horizontal transfer. It, it's data. well, that's it. I mean, that that, yeah. that that that's the argument, right? Is I wasn't going to use the term horizontal transfer. That's a good. That's the term, though. It's that bacteria and viruses borrow things. That's. That's the core of how CRISPR works. Mm-hmm. You know, that bacteria have, they're not antibodies, but they work like antibodies. They have the DNA of all kinds of viruses that they've fought in the past in them. So when they come across a virus, it's their toolbox, and they start going through their toolbox to fight off the virus. So. Why does a bacteria have viral DNA in it in a healthy virus that's not be or in a healthy bacteria that's not being overrun by a virus to combat when a virus shows up and for the lycogenic cycle that these guys go under too sticking their sticking their DNA into yeah the the bacteria 
but so there's, there's probably a it's hard to figure out how the what the cause and what the effect is yeah, well, yeah. you would think that the, it is. the bacteria hasn't jettisoned the dna because it's beneficial to keep it so it can fight against it you know that it, kind of thing or it's between two beneficial places and, and you know i mean there, mm-hmm. there's a lots of things that can happen uh it doesn't necessarily have to be beneficial it just has to, has to be non-deleterious mm-hmm. yeah uh and that that can certainly happen so uh, there's there's lots of <laughs> and the bacteria can adapt to having to having that viral dna in it and use it for other things so there's so many mm-hmm. uh there's so much that goes on on that level of life that is i mean fundamental to to the to the existence that we have i mean we are essentially walking bacteria colonies we would not be able to survive without them. So, mm-hmm. oh, it's it's symbiosis to the highest level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's relatively new knowledge. We've talked about this on the pre-show and post-show before, but I mean, this knowledge is newer than our show. That there are more cells in our bodies with DNA that is not ours than there are cells that are ours. You know, for every cell that is Greg and Jeff, there are multiple cells that are on our skin, in our gut, in our intestines, doing, just living their lives. But with symbiosis, you have, you know, they affect our moods, they affect our metabolism, they affect our, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah, no, it's... it's... And not just affect, they help things, they hurt things, but, you know, you know, there's, I, I don't want to overstate, but I'm, I know that there's been like studies like how like gut bacteria can affect your mood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and they it's it's hard to say they're aware of it, but they they are in some sense aware of the conditions they're under and they're aware of what they can do to change those conditions. Sometimes they want chocolate. And yeah. guess what? You're going to eat chocolate. Mm-hmm. And and that it's enough to they have evolved enough with us for long enough to be able to induce something like that. I mean, probably they not don't, chocolate per se, but sweet they, they, things. They sh- don't know how the chocolate shows up, but they know if they do A, mm-hmm. B happens. Yeah. It's crazy. We're, we're little puppets in some sense. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah. Salt. Salt. Oh. Salt. <laughs> I just going back in, in the in yeah the, the messages uh, that we had uh, on the last Day. Jedi. So I posted. We we had a fairly extensive note passing this this week, and uh, I saw a report. I think it was this morning about how Rain Johnson didn't want Ryan Johnson didn't want to put in the Knights of Ren because he would have had to have killed. Yes. Them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I had nothing for them to do. And I'm like, like you had so much for Poe, Finn, and Rose to do. <laughs> that was so fruitful. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and I said, you know, to your point, it would have been another hour. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they could have worked him in. They could, the, those guys could have been like in a space rowboat, like rowing that's a little bit faster than the Star Destroyer <laughs> and almost catching the ship. <laughs> And they could just be stroke, 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 and rowing, and rowing, and rowing for three hours. Uh, um, yeah, there, there's this weird, like, 
don't want to get too much into Star Wars because at this point, who cares? But <laughs> it, it it is funny to me that like this this is so divided the fan base that now you're getting these things like oh you, well you got to be really intelligent to understand how great the Star Wars this, this episode this of Star Wars was. seems like, to be the most lukewarm Star Wars, including the prequels. Uh-huh. I mean, I think with the prequels, it was, people were happy enough to get Star Wars, right? That they and there was that whole uh, philosophy or whole what's the word I'm looking for. The thing happened where people were excited at first and then had took time to sink in. And now we are eight Star Wars movies in, you know, and we have Rogue One and all this other stuff. This is the first movie where people are like seeing it, but like, I, I think, know, sorry, good. But it's like, it's not novel anymore because you know you're going to see a Star Wars movie every year or two for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or you could see a Star Wars movie every year for two for the rest of your life. So it's not novel anymore. And people, like, this is the one where people are like, huh. I think that there, there's, there's a, this was a different sort of Star Wars. And I do, because one thing that all the Star Wars have been up to this point, every, every Star Wars has been up to this point, including Rogue One, uh, is you know, pretty dumb. I mean, like, it's not there to to to, to stretch your um, stretch your noggin over things. It's, everything's pretty much on the surface, and this one changed that considerably. And I'm not saying that it, that it's smart, but I'm saying that there's there's a lot of of attempt at subtext here, and I don't think it really? worked very well. Really? Yeah, I think so. I, I I don't like I said. I don't I don't think it, it was. It was very. It was really well done. I think it was really much of a mess. But I think they were, they were attempting to do something different, which you know that I appreciated. I appreciated the fact they were trying to do something different. But I also felt like it was really. It was not doing that different thing very successfully. So it it felt like it was like tortuous, almost like like. It, it, like it's trying, like it's square peg round hole type thing. It just doesn't fit, and and then that juxtaposed with a bunch of really stupid shit too, because like it, it, there was just like they tried to put some some heavy, deeper ideas in amongst some really dumb shit. Like for example, all of that stuff with the with the casino planet. Mm-hmm. Right, they were trying to put in this idea of war profiteering and you know things that the Star Wars universe has never cared about. Right. And all of a sudden you're trying to stick in these new ideas, which this is something that I've always said. Star Wars can't go beyond this. You know, what what happens when you try? This is something that earnestly tried. And I give it credit for earnestly trying to to raise the conversation a bit, but it juxtaposed with the rest of what happened in that storyline. It was so out of place, and it really conflicted with the stupidness of what was going on. And you just had to then have this forty minutes of nonsense to justify getting the point in there. There's it, so, there's so yeah. so. Here's a point I just thought of. It's not like I have this pre prepared, mm-hmm. but I don't have any of this pre prepared either. But yeah. right, but yeah, about Star Wars. The reason I the reason I'm prefacing this is because it's it's gonna. I think it's gonna sound like this pre-prepared like i have a grand story but i really don't know where this is going to end and that is when they went to i forget the name of this planet now the casino planet, anyway. planet. Hmm? prequel planet 
prequel planet. Well, you're, you're feeding into what I'm going to say. Uh-huh. People were saying how it is, you know, it was gratuitous a, a special effects and, uh-huh. and things like that. And I, I just, the point I want to ponder quickly is compare that in the prequel planets type stuff versus what the the more legitimate so the moss Isley spaceport and in uh the force awakens you have maz's place mm-hmm. and also the the trading place on jakku right those right. are kind of yeah. but maz's place primarily well the thing is like we can recognize with with, with pretty regular without without too much uh Without too much obvious cultural st- stuff, you can recognize what a CD bar looks like, or what a what a um, what a scound or what a uh, uh, devastated junkyard looks like. Right? That's kind of almost universal in some sense. So, okay. the, but the the casino had all these trappings of modern like casinos on our planet, like people in yeah. tuxedos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so that was the part that really st- struck out to me of how this was very prequely is it, everything felt like instead of there being a kind of very generic idea of something that could, that kind of seems cross-cultural, just a borrowed cultural element from our planet that stuck onto this thing. Like, I think you can do a casino in some way that doesn't yeah. necessarily. Doesn't so you just like... made me realize, like one of the worst scenes, one of the least Star Warsy scenes in anything. They they park on the beach. They get to the casino. They spot the guy in his flower thing, uh-huh. and they made such a big deal about the flower thing. It has right. a stupid name, and and then they get arrested. Uh-huh. That. You spot your goal and you get arrested. That like that is, I mean, it, that's it's... that's something you get from planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs> right? Well, the, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's that's the... John Candy type movie. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, it's it's meeting with the princess and then a tunnel with the father all combined into a very tiny space, right? You get you get to the goal, but the goal is you what you get a glance and then you get arrested because you parked on the beach. Right. Yeah, yeah. The whole there were so many weird like idiosyncratic things that were just stuck in there that that I I don't expect I, and Star Wars shouldn't have on hold jokes, right? I mean, that just the, the whole thing just felt like it was borrowing too many cultural concepts from now into something mm-hmm. that's supposed to be supposed to feel universal. Not yeah. the unhold joke was fairly well executed. I I didn't hate it. Does it, do I think it fits? No, I don't think it fits. Mm-hmm. Did I hate it? No, I don't. Didn't hate it. It was funny. It was. I, I it think, was funny enough for a chuckle. It was, yeah, I think it would have been okay had it been like the only weird. Uh, you know, connection to our world. That's better than C-3PO whining about a situation. Well, I mean, that's C-3PO's main character trait yeah. is that he's a whiner. Yeah. So it's hard to say that it's better. Well, like, okay, his, he's decapitated and being, his head's being dragged by R2. And like, oh, this is such a drag. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit. Right. 
Did he actually say that in the, in the main? In, he said that in, it was in Attack in, of the Clones. In, in, yeah, okay. So, but but he like in in uh, <laughs> yes. This is such a drag. But but I'm but I I'm thinking yeah. Well, I mean I don't take the the, the prequel seriously. They're not canons in Greg. They're not in Greg's canon. <laughs> he has his own great fan fiction about the prequels. Well, no, I think the, the three movies stand on their own, and and that's you don't need anything else, right. really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we're being proven that is that there's just, and I, I don't want to be like, I, I'm having my issues now with 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 what they're doing with Star Trek. I, I liked it at first, and now I'm starting to really feel like. West, it's being kind of Westworlded. There's, oh, see, I haven't watched it in a yeah. while. I, I'm way behind. There's interesting like ideas, and the production's really done, but the writing is really getting bad, and everything is very telegraphed. And I'm I'm starting to get really kind of upset with it because it's like here's this great opportunity to to start fresh and do something, you know, do 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 a, a new Star Trek. And I think Star Trek has a lot of of stuff you could do with it and they have some interesting ideas but it just feels like it's being mishandled uh and star trek the thing that i i also recognize about star trek is half of star trek at least half of the episodes of star trek suck okay at least you do 26 that, episodes that, a season okay, so here's what star wars disney needs to do is they need to license certain plot lines to netflix and amazon so they do series like like a star wars like a stormtrooper who's disgruntled and running like a smuggling ring or something like that you know i there is potential there to do stuff like that but yeah, how do you sell it right i mean how do you sell it if it doesn't have stormtroopers and jedi and and pew pew yeah i think that I, I just don't see Disney being able to do what Marvel did, right? I just don't. I mean, you didn't like that episode of Star Trek that I showed you do it, but they that that was an episode essentially without transporters, without mm-hmm. any pew pew, barely had a spaceship in it. Well, and which, which one are you talking about? The the one with it was just her and and the guy in the in in the brig, and it was it was uh, it was I, just a morale. No, play. I, I it was. For someone seeing it for the first time, it was dated, right? Mm-hmm. The production quality. Yes, the, I mean it was the, it, it was late eighties. Yeah, was it was dated. So early. I, did, I didn't I didn't mean to necessarily convey that I didn't like the premise, but you know because I didn't have any uh, I don't I don't want to say you had you have nostalgia for that one, but you know it's like if I don't have nostalgia for. Return of the Jedi. Would I even like it? I don't know. You know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. it's no like Goodfellas. It's not timeless, yeah. right? Uh, there are some Star Trek. There are definitely ones that like. I can show you the Inner Light. I think you think the Inner Light was was amazing because it's just a time. It is a really timeless story, and I think that the original Star Wars movies are are timeless. Yeah. They 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 hold up. Mm-hmm. They do, uh, and the stuff that we, so Ali. You know, we watched the new one. She's been watching Rebels, but she hadn't recently seen. She had. She never watched A New Hope when she actually cared. So we watched New Hope a couple of weeks ago. And this isn't a story about Natalie. It's a story about Max. But in on the Death Star, in I'm sorry, on the Death Star, the Death Star, the Death Star, <laughs> on the Death Star, when uh, Leia's in the brig, 
And Vader comes in with the interrogation droid, probe droid. It has the needles. <laughs> Max is like, oh no, the flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny for two things, right? Because, you know, he made a joke about that thing being the flu shot. But also, that's probably what a seven-year-old sees the flu shot looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I, I remember when I was a kid, shots hurt. And I think I take a flu shot now, it doesn't hurt. And I wonder if... Just as adults, you you're really much more desensitized to that sort of thing than the kid that you feel everything like that. Well, I know for a fact, like kids with small like their small fingers, their nerves are packed closer mm-hmm. together, so their fingers hurt more or more sensitive. Like if you prick if you prick their finger, it hurts more hmm. than an adult because the nerves are closer together. That's been proven. So, but you know, there's also probably the pain management thing that we've learned to deal with pain right you know like i probably have i don't pain. even feel a I, I probably I mean, like, but, but like i probably have pain right now i don't even realize yeah. back teeth i don't know but you know just blocked out you know that kind of thing that's true i do want to talk about american vandal but let's wait till after uh, we do the show i was gonna bring that i just thought of it and like you mentioned american vandal. yeah because i absolutely love that you did not and i want to discuss it yeah, yeah, we can talk about. It. You still want to talk about it now? I'm ready to go? I I just want to. I want to get to beers. It's already okay. ten, almost ten thirty. Right. Oh, right, beers, <laughs> beers, baby. 